Chapter 1, Wayfair welcomes you to the Waberhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waberhood, she said, where Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trinsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home. Expectations matter. What do you expect from an SUV? Versatility? A range of sizes built to fit your life? A range of exteriors that all invite stairs? Or being able to take control of more than just the wheel? Expectations matter, but exceeding them matters more. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Jake from State Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mow and Grow. Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner too. So she knew how to help him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green. Like a, like a good neighbor. Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Scott Chu. Yo, everybody, and welcome to the First Pitch Podcast. My name, of course, is Scott Chu. Today is June 23rd. We are going to talk about some baseball. Let's get started with injuries and transactions. Eddie Rosario is having his vision reevaluated and hopes to get a rehab assignment sometime soon. Eloy Jimenez. Speaking of rehab, is two games into his rehab assignment without any setbacks, and he's well on his way to a return. Danny Mendick of the White Sox, who's been quite hot of late, is getting an MRI on his knee. Luis Robert was held out with leg soreness, but reports suggest he'll be back in the lineup today, so keep an eye on that. 
Yasmani Grandal continues to improve, but will likely need a rehab assignment before being reactivated. Chris Bryant got in some work in AAA as he recovers from back issues, and he could be back within a week or two, maybe even sooner. Sal Perez got an MRI on Wednesday for his thumb. He's awaiting results on that. Zach Greinke will make his next start on Friday against the A's as he comes back from elbow issues. Edward Cabrera, who we're following closely, he missed his rehab start, but it's not injury-related. It had to do with some family issues, so keep an eye on that. Carlos Carrasco will get an MRI to look at his bulky back after leaving his start early. He got wrecked for a bit, but uh, we're going to take a look at that, see if he's injured. Zach Eflin threw a bullpen and could potentially still make his Saturday start. Joe Musgrove will be activated today to start, so give him back in your lineups. Wander Franco moved up to AAA to continue his rehab. Still looks on pace to be reactivated probably sometime this weekend. And George Springer had an L MRI on his left elbow, so keep a close eye on that. Durability is not exactly a trait he's shown over the long term, so that's a little worrisome, but hopefully everything's all right. As for the hitting action from yesterday, I'll start with Austin Hayes, who went four for four with a double, a triple, a home run, and a single. That's right, he hit for the cycle along with three runs and three RBI. It was only a six-inning game, so the fact that he was able to hit for the cycle is even more impressive. He's shown remarkable growth this season, and if you like guys who can hit 25 home runs, steal a handful of bases, and keep a plus batting average, you might like Austin Hayes. Javier Baez of the Tigers, he went two for three with a home run, two RBI, and a walk. And do you believe me yet? Look, after his last seven games, he's had three doubles, a triple, three home runs, two steals, two walks, and just two strikeouts. I've said this a couple times on the last first few pitches. His hot streaks are game changers. You need to have Javi Baez active in your lineups right now. Yes, he'll probably turn back to a pumpkin later on, but the guy when he's locked in is as good as anybody. Aaron Judge, he went two for five with two home runs. You remember his insane 2019 hit over 50 home runs? That's what this season kind of looks like right now. If he stays healthy, it does feel like a 50 home run, 10 plus stolen base season, and he can even keep hitting like 290 to 300. So uh, really on track to be an MVP. Along with Jordan Alvarez, who went two for four with two home runs of his own. He's got seven home runs this month and seven strikeouts. So I fully believe a healthy Jordan Alvarez will have a 50 home run season or two. Now, how healthy he is, is going to be a big factor in that. But if healthy, he is among the elite hitters in baseball. Carlos Correa, another guy with injury issues. He went two for five with two home runs as well. He He's hitting 333 and slugging 627 since coming back on June 8th with six multiple hit games in those 12 starts. Jesse Winker of the Mariners, he went two for four with a home run, three RBI, and a walk. June's been much better for him, and Jesse Winker has back-to-back -back multi hit games and has a home run in each one. The batting average is still gross, but a 395 on base percentage over his last 86 plate appearances means Jesse Winker's continuing to generate volume in OBP League. A little bit harder in the standard leagues, but in OBP, He's been what you want. Isak Paredes, a guy you know I love. He went one for four with, yep, another home run. He's played mostly every day since June 14th, and four of his six hits since then have been home runs, which is weird because this is not a sellout for power type of hitter. He's actually more of a hit tool first type player that I thought was going to slap the ball around a little more. Uh, and you can sort of see that in the 15.2% strikeout rate on the season. I can't recommend him as a must add quite yet in your 10 or 12 teamers, but I know you've heard me and I know you've heard others on the site get excited. So just keep remembering the name. Isak Parady. Freddie Freeman of the Dodgers, he went two for four with a home run, two runs scored, and two RBI, and with five extra base hits in his last four games, I'm starting to think that the power he's been missing is coming back with a vengeance. So 
uh, be ready for that. Obviously, he was in your lineups anyway, but better days look like they're ahead for Freddie Freeman. And I'll also throw in a little bit about Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners. He went two for four with a double, two runs scored, an RBI, and a stolen base. And in the month of June, he's got three home runs, five steals, and he's improved his plate discipline. So, you guys, this is a special, special player we're watching it in front of our eyes. Yes, he may have slumps or something going forward, but the way this kid can play is absolutely special. Starting pitching performances from yesterday, I'll start out with Shohei Otani of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. He went against the Royals. He got the win on eight innings pitch, no earned runs, two hits, one walk, and a career-high 13 strikeouts, 14 whiffs, and a whopping 43% CSW on 108 pitchers. And look, quite frankly, two-way Otani, combo Tani, as I like to call him, the one who can be both a hitter and a pitcher. He's the best daily league player in fantasy baseball, bar none, tier by himself. The guy is absolutely special. We are lucky to live in a time where we can watch Shohei Otani live or on TV. This is absolutely amazing. So please watch Otani if you haven't already. Know why everybody has nothing but super, like superlatives to talk about the guy because he's something else. Tarek Skubal, a guy I love, had yet another rough start. He went 4.2 innings pitch with six earned runs on six hits, three walks, five strikeouts. He did get 14 whiffs, though, on 99 pitches. And really, the problem here is he's locating poorly. He's leaving too much stuff over the heart of the plate. I know I've mentioned that a few times. That's just what happens for Tarek Skubal. This stuff still looks good. But until he can fix that location problem, uh, it's going to be really rough. And you probably want to think about benching him until you start seeing better command. But it's not a long-term, oh, he's just, you know, he's no good. It's just a matter of he has a problem. And unfortunately, his problem is leaving balls over the heart of the plate. Not that he can't throw stuff, just that he leaves. Luis Garcia of the Astros went against the Mets. He got the win on five innings pitch, three earned runs, six hits, one walk, and five strikeouts. And while the line was maybe a little bit forgettable, the breakers look awesome, right? Again, he left a fastball in the middle of the plate just a little too often, and it turned into a couple of runs because that's just what happens, but really looked good with the breakers. Carlos Rodon of the Giants went against Atlanta. He got seven innings pitch, one earned run, three hits, one walk, and 10 strikeouts. Ace is going to ace, man, as Nick would say. Uh, as Nick even said in the roundup, Rodon is cooking once again. He's only sitting about 95 miles an hour, though he did toss it once, uh, close to 99. So, you know, a lot of this stuff is still there, and you should absolutely feel confident about him. Shane Baz went against the Yankees. He went 4.2 innings pitch, one earned run on four hits, two walks, and six strikeouts. He he only threw 78 pitches here, and he should be ready to throw 90 to 100 pitches in his next one out. He should be in all lineups. There's there's a lot of talent. Uncle Charlie Morton uh, went against Carlos Jordan and his Giants, and he got seven innings pitched on two earned runs, three hits, no walks, and 11 strikeouts. And enjoy the ride because Uncle Charlie looks back. He looks as good as ever. So have him in lineups, and don't worry too much for now because there's a lot of good things happening with Charlie Morton. John Gray of the Rangers went against the Phillies. He went 5.2 innings pitched with two earned runs, four hits, one walk, and five strikeouts. What you need to know about John Gray is he's pitching pretty well, and he gets the Royals neck. So if he's on your waiver wire, he needs to not be anymore. He needs to be on your roster. Tristan McKenzie of the Guardians went against the Twins as a tough offense, and he went 4.1 innings pitched on six earned runs, nine hits, one walk, and five strikeouts. Only 77 pitches. I like the skill set here, but like a few other pitchers from yesterday, he just left a few too many pitches over the heart of the plate. This is not a skill degradation as much as it was a bad day. And then Lucas Giolito out. He went against Toronto. We all knew there could be some ugliness here. And there was. It was five innings pitch with seven earned runs, 11 hits, one walk, just three strikeouts. And unlike guys like Scooble or Luis Garcia or Tristan McKenzie, I can't point to just like a certain number of mistakes that happened. Everything is out of whack for Lucas Giolito. Look, you might have confidence that he turns it all around. Just know that that confidence doesn't really stem from anything in the stats, right? It's got to be a human thing. It's got to be where I believe in Lucas Giolito, uh, sort of like I believe in Tarek Skubal to turn it around, even though right now the numbers suggest that maybe he won't do that. We've seen him make adjustment before. We've seen Giolito make adjustment before. It can happen, but that 
you know, you can't try to rely on stats to pull that out right. As far as relieving pitching performances from yesterday, I'll just talk about a few. Ryan Presley now has two straight saves where his fastball has been at or above 95 miles an hour. He's been down about two ticks on the season compared to years past, but with the velo returning to something a lot closer, like 95 miles per hour, I expect him to further dominate and lock down this role like I know that he can. Clay Holmes may lose his closing role despite picking up his 12th save when Aroldis Chapman is back, but he should stay active in all leagues unless the guy's arm falls off. The ratios and strikeouts are fantastic. He's not quite as flashy as teammate Michael King, who also picked up a hold yesterday, but not. But in all honesty, somehow, I think all three of these back-end relievers may hold on to some form of value and relevance in the vast majority of leagues simply because of the talent and the saves and the holds and everything else you need there. And that wraps up the action from yesterday. So let's now take a quick break and we'll be back. Hey, Alex Fast here. And thanks for listening to this podcast on the Pitcher List Podcast Network. If you're a fan, consider supporting all of us by getting a PL Plus subscription where you're going to get an ad-free website and get access to our Discord where you can talk to all of our podcast hosts and staff. Plus, you can hang out with our incredible Pitcher List community. It's basically a baseball sanctuary year-round for as low as $8 a month. You can sign up at PitcherList.com backslash plus and you're going to get your first month free with promo code podcast also don't forget to check out everything else we do as well from youtube videos live streams newsletters off-season articles tiktoks breakdowns over 15 baseball podcasts on our network we can't stop talking about baseball even during the off-season so sign up for pl plus today at pitcherlist.com backslash plus and use promo code podcast to get your first month free all right thanks for listening let's get back to the show and we're back just in time to kick it off for the day ahead as we look to Mark with the weather. Mark, tell us what's going on, man. Thank you very much. Well, after a rather busy yesterday weather-wise with watching Pittsburgh and Baltimore, we are back into the quiet pattern today. I don't see any rain issues anywhere. Enjoy it. A play away. Because I'm going to tell you, it doesn't look like we're going to have um, too many of these the rest of the year. It looks like a pretty active weather pattern setting up. Well, we have plenty of time left. But in the short term, that'd be have a good one. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Much obliged, Mark. We do always appreciate it as we look real quickly at the day ahead for some streamers or DFS or whatever starting pitching. You could roll the dice here with Johnny Cueto. He seems okay. He's been able to work magic and go deeper into games against tougher opponents than the Orioles he'll face today. And Hunter Green takes on the Dodgers. But look, when that guy has his slider going, he can beat anyone and it's a short slate with not a lot of options. As far as hitters go, I really like the Padres against Ranger Suarez, a lefty with a 5.05 ERA and 1.51 whip over his last seven starts. And the Marlins against Kyle Freeland, who may have trouble attacking the Marlins' main weakness of strikeouts. So I think that they might get a chance to take some real hard swings at Kyle Freeland's stuff, which certainly isn't overpowering. And finally, before you go, make sure you check out everything on the site. We've got the reliever ranks. We've got the SP roundup. We've got the batter's box. Those are every morning. There's also DFS articles and betting articles. You can also check out the new hitter list that published yesterday, uh, somewhere around like five or six o'clock PM. A lot of really big movers there that I think is definitely worth a read. And Hey, if you want to listen to a longer form podcast, wins above fantasy uh, has a great episode coming out today. In fact, it should already be out. It's uh, really a follow-up to my own episode of Hacks and Jacks with Joe Galina, where we talked about some of the gaps within StatCast. It's a further dive into that, uh, something they've also been talking about over on the Winds Above Fantasy podcast. So definitely check that out. And with that, hey, everybody, have a great rest of your day. 
This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus. Chapter 1, Wayfair welcomes you to the neighborhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the neighborhood," she said, where Wafer helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trendsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. I know how to run a hair salon. But for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. She's a small business owner, too, so she knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.